Welcome to the WannaMakeABet.com podcast. I'm Jack. I'm here with Cello. And we're going to talk about some football. Every dumb Jet fan was calling in saying, We're going to blow out New England. We can't just beat them. We're going to make a statement. And then we're going to move on to Chicago. And we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> what's up, Cello? Jack, what's happening, brother? How you doing? Oh, man. Heard you um, a little sore. I don't know if I'm sore from playing the first JFL football game of the year yesterday or just sore from losing as many bets as I lost. <laughs> oh, God. No, wait. Is that seven on seven football or how many people? Uh, five? Yesterday we played nine on nine. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Nine on nine in the cold wind on the high school turf. First game of the year. Uh, boom box going. Great group of guys. Played. Same guys? Yeah, we have a pretty consistent group. You know, the, the pool of depth, you know, it goes, there's a list, you know, but generally the regulars get first crack, obviously, and then we fill in from there to make sure we have the game. And uh, and it was just, it was an old school battle yesterday, you know, Plainview versus Dix Hills, Riley, the other quarterback, came out of retirement, played an amazing game. It was very windy, very cold. Yeah. Uh, not the easiest day to throw, but, you know, we managed to score five touchdowns, you know, between the, the teams and it was tied at two. We had last licks and, uh, I guess I saved my best for last. I mean, I was, uh, I you dialed in to win last, the game. Yeah. Last drive dialed in nine for nine on the drive, no incompletions. And, uh, <laughs> the kid is still got uh, it. Yeah, man. We, I still got it, you know, still zinging it out there. And, uh, Darren brought a nice bottle of Irish whiskey. So we all do a shot of whiskey after, you know, all of us. And then uh, and then we go to the deli and we get our egg sandwiches. That's so great. I mean, if you if you had to compare your performance to Jacoby Brissett's, what, how would you? You know, you I definitely had a couple throws I'd like back. And I think Jacoby pretty much has that every week. Right. But uh, <laughs> he still can't get a first down on fourth and one. It's amazing. You know, on third and one, he tried it. And on fourth and one. And he got oh. stopped both times. Oh, God. He's a big man. I don't understand how he doesn't understand to get his pad level low, yeah. find a crease, and get in there. I know. I know. He stands up there like an oak tree, and they just chop him down every time. They chop. It's more like an oaf tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a pathetic effort. It's awful. And so is he. And so are the Browns. Um, so are the Steelers. You and I were, it's funny, we, I don't know what our line was in that game and our spreads, but I think we had seven and a half. We did. We did. So we barely covered. We did. Um, I mean, the Bills, won, let, let's let's go through the card uh, and our look back, and that was the first game, actually. Well, we should, did we, you know, we should do Thursday night real quick first. Um all right, that was Tennessee at Green Bay. Yes. Um, I was on Tennessee. You were on Green yes. Bay. That was my first Definitely. win. I ended up putting it in with the contest. I love, I love the half point there. But um, you know, my 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 takeaway from that game was uh, was Aaron Rodgers played terrible again. Like I, I, you know, look, I I wasn't sure if he turned a corner or not, or if the whole team did, but um, he clearly was not on the same page with uh lazard specifically i mean he missed him and he was open uh several times i mean it was, it was i guess questionable whether he ran the right route a few times but then there was some obvious 
spots for me where where Rodgers just missed. Yeah, he made some bad throws. I mean, he and yeah. he he addressed it and he owned it after yeah. the game. Yeah. He's got to play better. Some wobblers, know, like, right? <laughs> listen, the week before he had three touchdowns, no picks. Um, he he found the rookie kid a lot. You know, it was a kind of a breakout game. The kid had two touchdowns Thursday night, played well. Yeah. And um, the thing we said about Tennessee is you can throw on Tennessee. They're yeah. very hard to run against. Yeah. So every time they handed it off, I was like, you're not going to get any yards handing it off against that front four mm-hmm. and a front seven, really. So what they finally started doing was what you have to do against Tennessee. If you want to get the running backs involved, you got to throw them screens and you got to throw them the checkdowns. That's the only way they're going to get. You got to get one of their linebackers in space on your guy to have success. You start handing the ball off. You're not. And Green Bay's offensive line is eh to begin with. But normally, you know, they like to run the ball. You know, they like to run it with Aaron Jones and with Dylan. But I think you have to adjust to your opponent. I was a little upset with the coaching there. I didn't think that he made the proper adjustments going into the game or had the right game plan. But there were certainly instances where Green Bay receivers were open. And for whatever reason, Rodgers were not hitting them. Yeah. There was also, you know how you get, you get really pissed off. You get, you get, you get crazy when teams on fourth and one don't run the ball and they get it drives me crazy. They go shotgun five wide. I want to kill myself. What are you doing? But think about what you just said about Tennessee stopping the run. And, and I mean, would you, would you have liked to see Green Bay get under center and hand it off to Jones? Even against Tennessee? I'd like to see every professional team get under center on fourth and one and either play action it or you can run you want to run one of those tricky, end, yeah. that, that tricky little wide receiver screen you give them that hand that inside handoff yeah you want to you know you could do a lot of things there i just don't like being five yards behind the line of scrimmage when you need a yard yeah no i'm with you it, i'm with you yeah it's i mean just because you're under center doesn't mean you have to hand it off yeah but it makes them you have to respect the run at that point and and there's a lot of other things you can do if you don't, you know, still there's there's a lot of plays you can run successfully there, short yardage. I just don't like it, especially what kills me, what really pissed me off that night uh that the Colts did when they were on, you know, was when they were they on the one yard line and he lines up in shotgun and then just turns and handed the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, that's and terrible. He, he got tackled for a five yard loss. Yeah, yeah. Don't understand it. You know, there's a lot of things I don't understand about these coaches. And, and you know, they don't love points. They they like to go for it when they sh- when I think they should be, you know, kicking it. Or I, it's it's a different league now. And I think these, you know, whatever math they're doing and whatever they're being convinced of in their little year of theirs. Sports Info Solutions. Don't always agree with it. I got to be honest with you. I mean, call me a traditionalist or whatever. I, but, you know. I have issues every week with the coaching decisions in the league, as yeah. you know. Well, Tennessee played a great game. Um, felt like they it was did. almost in, in many ways like never in doubt, although I know it was closer than than the final score looked. But um, yeah, I was I was happy to get that win. I had it in the contest. I had it here on the show with you. Yeah. And, um and yeah, it was a, it was a good win in the pack. You know, it was I'm trying to at this point in the season, I feel like the the lines are so sharp that it's more, it's not about finding value anymore and like closing line value. It's more about getting on the right side and it's sort and of getting like, on it early. 
Yeah, and also getting getting the the market reaction, like trying to get the market reaction to what's going on. Like this was a perfect example of an overreaction to the win that the Packers had against Dallas the week before. Suddenly, everybody thought, you know, the Packers were back, right? And so yeah. there was, there was and, line value in and, and Tennessee. That, and that was in combination with what I would call an underwhelming performance by Tennessee at home against Denver, where yeah. that you know what I'm saying? Coordinated. So can, yeah. Yeah, and then there's other parts to it, too. There's, like, tributaries mm -hmm. to this. Another one was the way I felt about Dallas. Because they played so poorly against Green Bay the week before, they were – and, you know, you could argue whether they were undervalued or overvalued against Minnesota, but the motivation factor coming off the loss to me was very clear. And I thought they played hands down their best game of the season so far coming off that loss. Yeah, they, they you know, they they killed the Bears at home that week that I had them too when when Dak first came back. But I think that, you know, they let up three touchdowns. That oh, game. that was Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I'm talking about the they beat Minnesota yesterday. No, I know, but I'm saying you said it was their best performance of the year. Overall, I'd have to oh, agree with you. Offensively, the week that Dak came back, they put up 45 at home against the yeah, Bears. Yeah. But they also, Justin Fields did some things. Like yesterday, Dallas's defensive, and even if you remember the start of the game, I think on the first possession of the game, where Parsons came in and forced a fumble on a he backside did. sack. He did. So he like made up for his disappearing act in the week before. He was yeah. – God, I mean, that, yeah, that yeah, team, yeah. That whole team looked kind of strange in that game against Green Bay, but um, but yeah, they asserted themselves yesterday. Man, they dominated it. That was the most dominating performance, obviously, of the week. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, so let's move on. Let's keep going through the card. So that was uh, that was Green Bay, Tennessee. Next game was Dallas. I'm sorry, it was uh, Buffalo, Cleveland. Yeah. Um, you know. Buffalo got off to a sluggish start, not surprisingly. Cleveland started well. Um, Cleveland and, starts well in a lot of these games. Yeah, we have a really good opening script. Your, your first quarter, like Stefanski, yeah. like starts games well. Yeah, he doesn't adjust well to games. Yeah, I don't. I feel like, and the defense hasn't been great. Yeah, you know, listen, it, when you can't stop the other team. It's very hard for for you to get, you know, and you don't have your starting quarterback. You know, you yeah. got to realize Cleveland's playing with a backup quarterback. So every week you're bringing a guy in there, you only have a fifty percent chance of winning, even if he plays his best football. Yeah. But if you combine that with your defense not stopping people, then you know you're three and seven. I mean, that's what you are. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, um, you know, the running backs had a good game, especially Chubb. He was kind of back to himself. Cooper. Ari Cooper had a big game. He did. He responded well because he had a terrible game the week before. Yeah. Um, in Miami. And, uh, and Peoples-Jones, I think, honestly, is getting better every week. He finally got into the end zone. Yeah. Weird. Like, I don't know what was going on with Njoku, but, like, Harrison Bryant dropped a touchdown. Daryl Brown was in the game, and he dropped a touchdown. And, like... I don't know what what Njoku's like. They didn't want to give him that many targets or they didn't want him to give him full reps. That hurt us. Yeah. But you know what? The the score ended up like, I, I actually feel like this was like a middling opportunity because this line, when it first came out, when they moved to Detroit, it was eight and a half. Yes. So if people, if people took, you know, people, Cleveland. People had, people had eight and a half and lost yesterday with that, you know, I mean, no, I, I had know. eight, I had eight when I bet the game on Caesars, 
yeah. had a bills over I had a bills over parlay at Caesars. Oh wow! Eight and, eight and forty nine. Wow! So I mean, it, it just paid me out as a straight bet. Yeah. But you got the best line of the day on Mega. You had it seven and a half before the game kicked. Yeah, and they <clears throat> another thing was the uh, a very popular play with both professional betters and squares was that total in that yeah, game. Yeah, the over, the over, and it was. It was not looking like it was going to come in in the third you know, fourth quarter. And like yes. missed field goals, the Bills kicking field goal one after another. And then suddenly with like four or five minutes left in the game. Boom. Explosion. Cleveland, and Cleveland backdoored yeah. everything and started scoring touch, like kind of meaningless touchdowns, but scored them anyway. Yeah. You know what's great? It, it, and that's what's so fun about fantasy football, by the way, mm -hmm. is that that's when your players somehow just emerge. Yeah, yeah. These garbage, these garbage time, you know, you're down three scores and all of a sudden your tight end gets a touchdown or yeah. your receiver runs. So it's fun. The yeah. league is fun. It's different than when we grew up when there was no fantasy. Like there would be times you'd be like, oh God, we're out of this game's over. Switch yeah. to another game, you know? Yeah. But now nobody does that because, and that's why people love red zone because people, people do fantasy, people do yeah. gambling but they like their they like to watch their players perform mm -hmm. and just because you're down four touchdowns doesn't mean anything in fantasy sometimes yeah. that's the best opportunity for your guys to do well yeah no i agree it's interesting i like that um, cleveland came back though you got i mean you got to give them a little credit for not do. folding down 21 points yeah you know? i agree they uh they didn't have a performance like like minnesota did or the giants did they didn't just get blown out and mail it in like they no. they always they keep coming they keep coming. Um, now we host Tampa. We have one more game before Deshaun comes back. So right. Tampa we'll, probably, we'll probably lose and be uh, three and eight going in. Well, listen, if you get wind and cold, that helps you. Yeah. And there's a chance. And there's a chance maybe Jacoby goes out with a bang uh, to make people, you know, maybe second guess. But I don't think anyone at this point second guessing whether he's going to be he should be the starter or not. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that he's a backup. Well, that we that we knew going into the season, which is why I got to tell you, I thought your defense would be better, and I was I was saying I thought Cleveland would be a 500 team when when Deshaun came back, or maybe one game under. Yeah, you but know, sometimes, I yeah, I know Deshaun's a different story, but sometimes the backup can just start playing. We all know these stories can start playing so well that they earn themselves the job. I mean, it happened Taylor, yesterday with Taylor uh, Heineke. Happened with Heineke. Yeah, Ron, Ron Rivera after the game said he was the starter. He wasn't even yep. prompted to say that. He just decided to say it. Right, you're so right. Heineke people started well. asking before he got any Carson Wentz question. He just decided to say that. By the way, and the I, players like Heineke. They play hard for him. And I actually think that was uh, giving Carson Wentz the respect that he deserves to make that clear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's it's it's Heineke's job to lose now. Carson Wentz, I, I think his days of, as a starter in the NFL are over. I mean, he's had a lot of chances and to replicate. You remember when he came on the scene, he was he was going to be the MVP of the league until he got hurt. Yeah. In that notorious game, you know, before Brad. Is that Philly Giants? No, that was when his Eagles had to go out with with Nick Foles out to the Rams. And, oh, right, right. and Brad bet his whole account on the Rams minus like 1300 yeah. on the money line. <laughs> oh Lord. And Fran, when I took a screenshot of the bet, I sent it to Fran and every yeah. now and then he sends it to me because his line was, I can't stop looking. at. 
<laughs> what a train wreck of an account of an account oh. I, uh, just so our listeners know what we're talking about basically one of our friends in one of our leagues here uh he's a philly fan huge philly fan and he uh philly was in at los angeles rams getting yep. 13 the week and after Wentz went down with nick this, Foles by the, way, the back of the board it's always a bad sign, and I'm sure everybody has their own versions of this story, when you bet against your own team. Yes. And he took his account, and he was betting on the Rams' money line, which must have been minus 600 or 700 because there were 90, I think it was, or something yeah. sick. <laughs> he, was, he was money line parlays, money line straight, teasers, with the points, the whole thing, and he put uh, three, 400,000 points tied into the Rams' Yes. To just, to just win the game. And Philly went out there and won the game. Nick Foles. Wow. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the Nick Foles era. Wrecked his account. Um, let's move on. Carolina at Baltimore. This was, uh, you know, I had Carolina. I thought it was too many. And despite Carolina trying to not cover, not only lose. Horrible. Carolina. Not, it was as if they were trying not to to not only lose, but not cover in the fourth quarter because they gave the ball back. I don't know how Baltimore didn't score. They gave them the ball back in, in the red zone twice. I know. I don't know how Baltimore didn't cover this game. Probably Harborough went for it instead of hit, you know, one more Tucker field goal and you win yeah. this game by 13 and everybody's happy. But, you know, in my analysis of the game, I was wrong about this game in that in one respect was that I thought uh, Baltimore's offense would put up a lot of points on Carolina. And I know the weather wasn't great, but you know what? Weather schmether. You know, you run the ball. Carolina played pretty hard, you know, and and the execution from Lamar. Sometimes Lamar plays these games where you're like, ugh, oh, like really, me. dude. You I've know what I'm saying? It. Like, you've seen he's it, not, right? He's knocked me out of Survivor doing that bullshit. Yeah, oh, me yeah. too. At Miami, he couldn't complete yeah. a pass, and it's fucked. And sometimes he he uses his weapons, and and Andrews played, so there was I no know. excuse there. I there saw. was no excuse there. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised at Baltimore's effort. I guess maybe coming off a bye against a against a non-conference weak opponent, but you know, Harbaugh has was 17 and one in those spots. Yeah. Straight up. Now that didn't mean against the spread, but to me, when I saw Baker and I saw to me Carolina with Baker, they cashed it in. You know, they, they can't win. They don't like him. The players don't like him. They're not gonna win with him. He was horrible in this game. Oh, I know. I don't know how many yards of offense they had, but it couldn't have been more than 150 total yards. I really don't think it was. <laughs> it, it also, it had that right from the start. It just had that under feeling and no wow. one scoring and no one, what was it? It was zero, zero after the first quarter, three, Did three. It, ever. Time. That, yeah. it was ugly, man. It was ugly yeah. to watch. Um, yeah. And you can't, you can't cover 13 if you don't score 13. And it went to 12. <laughs> yeah. Or 12. No, it was it you know, 12 and a, did it go to 12 and a half? No, it was, it was 13. And the final was 13-3. Yeah. <clears throat> so they needed one more field goal to get there. But they should have covered uh, uh, what was going on in the fourth quarter. Uh, the turn red zone turnovers for Carolina. I don't know how Baltimore didn't score. Baltimore's defense is really tough, and they're stout. And Roquan Smith is a huge addition for them. So, yeah. like I said last week on the pod, I, I thought that they had ascended their way up in the rankings of the AFC, with Kansas City, I think, clearly being one. Yeah. But and I think Mahomes, that's another discussion. But I think I think you cemented the MVP last night with mm. that performance. That was another special was performance. Another, by him. Uh, another notch in his belt for sure. Unreal. 
Um, and I know Lamar's won an MVP, and, and Lamar Lamar has the ability to do that with his legs, and yeah, and he can throw on the run. Sometimes you're like, wow, he really zipped it out there. Like, it's, you know, he has that ability. Yeah, but I just don't know. And I like Baltimore's defense. I think it's getting better as the season's going on. So they, you know, can they beat Buffalo? I mean, they had a lead on Buffalo at home and they blew it. Remember early in the year, Baltimore was, they were beating everybody and then blowing those leads in the fourth quarter. Remember that part of Baltimore? Oh, yeah. Where they got Roquan Smith. So I, I yeah, don't know if different, that, they have a different them or, feel now. Yeah, I think they have a different feel is my point. And I think they're not going to be scared to go into a stadium in Kansas City in bad weather or in Buffalo for that yeah. matter. They, they'll match up. Yeah, they remind um, me of kind of the way they were when he was at his peak, which was uh, much more conservative, sort of defensive minded, and <clears throat> don't don't blow it. Fine with punting, fine with unders, and just yeah. sort of get into a slugfest. And the only uh, thing is, the only difference, the main difference then is that I mean, because you could say Roquan Smith and Ray Lewis. I know Ray Lewis is in the Hall of Fame and. Roquan's a young player, but he's very, very good. But they had Ed Reed, <laughs> yeah. who's a Hall of Fame safety. You know, um, Baltimore doesn't quite have that now. I mean, they have they have some guys in the back of the end are okay, but I would you would never put them in the same sentence as Ed Reed, you know? Of course not. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, see if they had any key injuries in that game. No, Ronnie Stanley's questionable. Uh, the next game, yeah, so, was, by the way, you, you won that game in the pod and I lost I did. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And by the way, so I ended up going nine and four and you went seven and six. Yeah. I, I figured I was around 500. Yeah. Uh, the next game was, uh, Philly at Indy. Yeah. We, we both had both, Indy. We both had the Colts. Um, I thought this, this to me, it was a real shame that they, to me, they lost this game. I don't know if you saw this, but basically I did. late in the game, the scrum, the moving scrum. Yeah. What a shame. God damn it. You know, Saturday's done a nice job. I mean, you know, uh, the culture competing. Jonathan Taylor's playing again. He's not, he's, the ankle seems to be fine. Yeah. You know, Matt Ryan, he's going to give you a professional performance if he can, if you can keep him upright, like we talked about. Yeah. He got sacked a few times, but, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't awful. You know, he didn't they, blow they the had game. a lead. He didn't they blow the game. He didn't That's turn right. it over. Yeah. Yeah. But and I I guess you got to give Jalen some credit there for that last drive to get him down there and then and then run it in basically from yeah. the eight yard line, you know? Yeah. So um, uh, they uh yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. They they must have they must have been, you know, it's funny, you you would when a team loses, like they did to Washington. Uh, you, you know, I think a lot of people out there were like, oh, they're going to come right back and have and, and respond the way Dallas responded. But they didn't. They came out no. listless, listless. Yeah. <laughs> just, just kind of going through the motions, probably should have lost the game. And I don't even think they would have cared because they got, you know, who, who do they have this week? Uh, I, I, you know what it is? Like, it's harder against a non-conference opponent. I, I really yeah. I know that sounds silly, but I really oh, I agree that like like they're like, oh, it's not an NFC game and it really won't hurt us in the playoff standings harder to get up for a game like that on the road like without a doubt they would, they would have been better off like going to detroit or yeah. any you know any other nfc team any you know? nfc team no i and totally they agree i think they would have responded better you know this was a sandwich game for them a weird game and and Which listen I they got the win uh, 
I actually think it made it easier to handicap in my mind, which was sort of like, yeah, I mean, catching we, six and, and I, a half at home, catching six and a half at home from a from a team totally. who's kind of turning around, and it was plenty, you know. Yeah, we both, if you remember the cat, I think we both said we like the Eagles to win the game in a low in a, in a game where they're not going to win by more than a field goal. Yeah, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah, uh, let's move on. Detroit, New York, um, man. This was a really bad loss. We both Giants. had we both had Detroit. Yep, we were on the right side. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what you think, but I think this was a really bad loss for the Giants. Um, this could turn this is this could turn their season into like a series of losses. Yeah, they looked bad. They did not. They lost going away. You know, at home. Um, I don't know. What do Definitely. you think? You think this? You think they bounce back from this? Well, or? I think their schedule gets really tough now, and I think yeah. they were seven. And, they were seven and two, and I think everyone in the world that's a giant fan was praying, literally, that they beat the Lions, yeah. even if they beat them by one. Because now you got two dates with you got another date with Dallas, you got two with Washington, and you got Philly. So yeah. their schedule gets harder, not easier. So yeah. like, it you know now the path to nine wins is a little bit tougher for them. Yeah. Whereas if they would have won this game and gone eight and two, fine. You go Thanksgiving, you lose to Dallas. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have Washington. Maybe you split with them. If you split with Washington, that got you your ninth win. Yeah. So now it's going to be a lot harder for them. And the thing is, they had another injury. They're already thin at wide receiver. You know, the kid Wandell, he tears his knee. Is that who went down? Yeah. Their best receiver. Um, Darius Slayton's still fine, but they're very thin there. And what what happened, what I thought happened, and I knew that um, Detroit would be able to score. I mean, I knew they'd be able to run the ball. The, the thing that surprised me is that Saquon did not get going. I know. Detroit, and Detroit is the 30th. I think the DBOA, you said they're around 30th in the league against the run. So, yeah. you know, for him to have 54 yards and no scores – uh, at home against Detroit, that to 20, me, 22, Chell. Yeah. 22 yards, 22 yards, uh, maybe 50 with the passes or whatever, but um, mm -hmm. maybe combined yards, but uh, yeah, he laid either, an egg. either way, it was an underwhelming performance by Saquon and the running, you know, offense for the giants. And, and that's when, you know, that's when Daniel Jones gets into trouble. That's when you ask him to throw the ball and that's when he throws interceptions and that's when he has these kind of games. And the Giants couldn't stop the run either. Jamal Williams had three touchdowns. Swift had a touchdown. Detroit was the better team. Yeah. Let's, uh, and maybe I think at the end of this pod today, I think we should maybe pick the three Thanksgiving games because we're not going to do another one before Thursday. Sure, yeah, of course. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll come out. back for the weekend pod on Friday and we'll talk about the Thanksgiving games and also yeah. do the weekend. I think that's really smart. Actually, I think that's what we should do because people are going to want to know, yeah, you know, the breakdowns of things going in. Okay, so let's move on to uh, we got this wrong. Washington at Houston. I mean, you know what's funny about this one? The way you introduced this segment in the last oh show, God. it was as it was like you were behind Washington, and then you went to Houston, and then I went to Houston because of the spot, and I thought it was a tough spot for Washington yeah. coming off that win. And that I mean, you you talked me into it. Yeah. Well, everything was good with my handicapping until the first pass Davis Mills threw when he threw it to the other team for a pick, pick six. six. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to myself, oh, God, 
Oh, Davis Mills is horrible. Jack yeah. always said he was horrible, and he is. So the fact that they even scored 10 points, you know, I mean, they made it a little bit of a game in the second half to cut it. I think they cut it to 10, and then they end up losing by 17. But, you yeah. know, they're not a good team. Pierce never really got going. Brandon Cooks, you know, you feel like you're waiting for that guy to break out, but he doesn't. And uh, I was wrong about this. I, Washington was prepared, and they played well in defense. And, and what's-his-name didn't even play, Chase Young. No, I know. We thought Chase, I, we thought Chase Young was going to play. He didn't even play. I know, and that you know, something's interesting going on with him because I'm not sure if he's healthy. Yeah. And I think they need to designate this week whether he's going to play or not um, for a contractual reason. I want to. I want to oh, just. Really? Yeah, there's some. There's something. Uh, well, that maybe I'm, they wanted to be careful with him last week and give him one more week because they were like, "Ah, oh, we're playing the Texans. They suck. Yeah, we don't need him for that game." You know. Yeah, I mean, it ended up being a, a good move, right? Because it's like if you can preserve the guy for one more. But did you see late in the game that the Texans had the ball inside the ten yard line, and no. you know a bunch of plays and couldn't get in from the five. Oh, no, no, I didn't see that. Went for it on fourth down and the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Terrible execution. Just couldn't get it done. And honestly, I was really convinced that that was a good spot for the Texans to, to win a game in. And they're, they're, you know, listen, they're a 171 team. It's hard to like a team. But if you're ever going to like them, it's against the team that had just played on the road on a Monday night against a division foe, upset them, and then had to travel again on the road to a non-conference game. I just thought it was like sort of a trap game for Washington. And you know what? They proved me wrong. And they did. I, you know, They're hot. I lost a, I lost a couple of parlays there. I gotta be, I gotta admit. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, I like the way Washington's playing. Me too. They're playing really good football and they have two good runners. Um, Let's move on to thoughts on the Bears Falcons. God, you and Justin. I were on the opposite sides. This was interesting because we had the we had the argument about who was better, uh, Justin Fields or Mariota, and they both put on I thought really good performances. But they one, did. Mariota was a little bit better. Like 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 he's ranked. He didn't throw a critical interception at the end of the game, like Fields did. And Justin did, and I, but I, I think the play of the game was the Cordell Patterson with the hundred yard oh my kickoff God. return. That was unbelievable. I mean, that guy Patterson is just phenomenal. He's, he's something special about him. When we talk to him about about him, he's a I special know. guy. This something he has this energy about him, which is so difficult. You can't even put him in a box. Is he a receiver? Is he a kick returner? Is he a running back? The guy does it all. And the fact that he did that after he fumbled, yeah. Right, <laughs> came back and did that. That was remarkable. That was great. Um, that stretched it to a two-score lead, I think, and gave them some room. And then Justin came back and scored. You know, yeah. listen, no, they I were know. in this. We we both liked the over in this game. And that was another one that, just like the Bills Browns, which I thought would would come sailing in, it it struggled to get. It, it got struggled there. to get there, but it, it got, got there. But it but it took it took <laughs> some work. I really um, thought Fields was going to have a performance where he would be do enough to get finally get a win. And at the end of the game, I saw him on the bench, and he got banged up in this game. He, he was hurt, but I yeah. saw him on the bench, and he again he was just shaking his head like, "Man, what do I need to do to get a win in this league? Like four yeah. weeks in a row, 
of I this. Think it's, I think it's a it reminds me a little bit of Kyler Murray when Connor wasn't there, but even on some level that he is still there. But just like if you just compare those two teams, Atlanta and Chicago, like Atlanta has the better running backs. And that you just as good of a running back as you can be as a quarterback, you still need guys yeah. to help you. You can't do it all yourself. Montgomery had a touchdown. Montgomery, I, yeah. I think Montgomery rushed for 100 yards yesterday. Really? A touchdown. Yeah, he was good. Uh huh. Montgomery, Montgomery was fine. They, they just, I feel like Atlanta had the ball more, their possession, time of possession, and that kick return. Yeah. And listen, the, Bear, the Bears can't play defense. You know, they, they traded away all their defenders. So they can't stop anybody. I know. Ebner. Yeah, it's really Montgomery's their only guy. But by the way, that game in the pod, that game was three and a half. So I actually stole a win there. You did. You did. <clears throat> yeah. Um, look, neither one of these teams is going to make the postseason. Would you? I mean, agree? Atlanta's still in it, right? Yeah, they might be. Wait, you think they're? Are they four, five, and one? Um, they like are. That, yeah, they're five and six. Yeah, so and Tampa's right. not much better. So they're right there. They're right in it. I yep. mean, Tampa's only five and five. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, next game was Jets, New England. Man. This was heartbreaking for Jet fans. Wow. And yet, and yet I was I was listening to someone on the way home today, like they got outgained handedly by the Patriots. Yes. You would you would not have Matt known Jones. that watching Matt the Jones. game. I think Mac Jones only had four incomplete passes. Yeah. He played very well. But they, uh, would you agree, they did not deserve to cover a three-and-a-half-point line. Like, this was, I, well, I listen, really, I still believe the Jets was the right side of this game that just I, got. I, the reason I don't agree with that is that the Patriots kicker missed two easy field goals. Like, that game should have been 9-3. Like, there mm -hmm. was no reason to miss those field goals. I know it was windy, but those are 40-yard kicks. Yeah. And it's Graham Gano. I mean, the guys, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, Nick Folk, who's a good kicker. So it was a little bit weird, like New England. And the Jets defense played great. They, they, I think they had five sacks. Yeah. The Jets defense can't play any better than that. And I told yeah. you, I don't think Bill will go after Sauce. I don't know if he threw a ball anywhere near Sauce the whole day. But Bill, and I said, until Zach Wilson can show me that he can make the adjustments and beat Bill Belichick, even two weeks to prepare. He freaking laid an egg. He was horrible. They're mm -hmm. running him out of this town. I just want you to know, all day on the radio. Really? All day long. What were the Jet fans saying today? Driving to work and driving home. <laughs> they don't want him to start. They want Mike White to start this week. They're, really? They're saying, yeah. And they're, they're not happy with Zach because there was a moment in the press conference after the game where Zach was asked if he – you know, took any blame for this? Do you think that you're that the offense and you, um, you know, had, you know, basically were responsible for this loss? Mm. And he said, "No, I don't." Wow. And I don't think that I don't think that's sitting well with the uh, with the guys on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't know if it's sitting well with Sala because Sala delayed his press conference day for an hour. He had all those beat writers waiting there for an hour after it was supposed to start came out and said, I can't commit to who the quarterback is against the Bears. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, and I don't think, I think Flacco's the, th the the number three. So you might see Mike White this week. Wow. 
and I don't know if that's going to teach this kid a lesson or what, but, you know, listen, throwing off your back foot, um, not stepping up and seeing over the rush. He's 6'4". He plays like he's, you know, 5'10". Mm-hmm. He gets balls batted down. Uh, he doesn't really step into the throws. He doesn't – he's not seeing the field. Uh, you know, I would – I'm – very, I would be very disappointed in Zach Wilson if I was a Jet fan. I mean, it's not like it's his first couple games here. I mean, he's he's been in the system. He's learned. He should know the system. He knows he's got players. And I get that he played against Belichick, and it's very, very tough to beat Belichick in general, but as a young player especially, especially in his building. But, you know, that game was there for the taking. You know, if you take away that kick, that punt return, and I don't know why they punted it to him anyway. I mean, why didn't they just punt it out of bounds? Well, I think I think actually the problem of that punt was the trajectory. Yes, the line drive. Correct. I saw that, and right when it came off his foot, I was like, "Oh, that's a low liner. That's that's never good." I didn't think they'd give up a touchdown, but uh, I thought he would maybe get to midfield. I'll tell you what's interesting: if they could have made, I don't know if you saw. I think like, I mean, they made a big deal of it on the red zone, like um, around the ten yard line on that run back. Yeah, it was like a questionable block in the back. Oh, and, well, and that was a. There were. Did you remember? I, I saw something back. else. On, I saw a few things on Twitter. I mean, there were no less than three blocking the backs. They didn't call. I mean, they could have called any of them. I mean, he was going to score anyway. The guy didn't even need to block him on the ten. But yeah. let's say they threw that flag. There's no guarantee that that, that Nick Folk would have made a field goal. He had already missed two on the day. Yeah, but at least all the fucking world who had the three and a half tickets with the Jets would have been happy because they could have came in and kicked the field goal, and everyone just everyone would have gone home, and the Jets would have covered, including you me. Know what? As as a Jet fan, do you sleep any better knowing you lost by three or or seven? I mean, I guess if you had a big bet on the Jets, but if you had the Jets money line, it didn't wouldn't have mattered. No, you're I know, the, but this is you're talking sports, about players like a, like this is a sports gambling and sports. You're talking about players like three and a half. Players like you on the podcast that's that thought the Jets were the right side plus the points. Of course, of course. And then players like Cello, who said until Belichick loses this game, you can't bet against him and laid the points, no. got rewarded. Well, so I I'm, liked I liked your handicap on this game. In fact, it made me not even consider them for the top for the five. for the top um, five. Good. So let's move on. Um let me I just say this. Well, I, I, I want to say one I, more thing. I feel bad I, for the Jets. Me too, and I don't think Zach is as bad as the Jet fans are making him out to be. And I just took okay. a look at the at the overall league rankings, and he's ranked twenty third. Okay, so there's nine quarterbacks in here worse than him according to DVOA, including Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Mac Jones, you know, Justin Fields. Mills, of course, Mayfield, of course. But some of these guys are just like, you know, yes, he's in the bottom half of the league, but he's not he's not rock bottom. And he's done some okay. good things over the past couple of weeks. So we okay. shall see. Um, next is uh, uh, this is my only loss of the weekend was the Rams at the Saints. And it's I, I'm I am certain that if Stafford would have stayed in this game, they would have covered like getting, yeah. I had four and a half in the contest, but even getting three or three and a half, I, I, the way that this was going and they had the lead and he was throwing it to Jefferson and he was yep. like, he was like, okay, cups, cups out, but no big deal. He was finding others. Higby. It was just like, I felt like they were in the game. 
They could have won the game with Stafford yeah. in the game. And they ended up totally agree. only lost by seven without him. Totally agree. I mean, they had a third string quarterback in there that no one ever heard of. I don't even like the kid who played last week wasn't even in there. So, you know, I, I know guess he, he rallied him. Yeah. Well, I, I, that totally threw me. I, I, you know, I should have looked at that. I didn't expect, but this Wolford was out. He was hurt. And they bring in this week. Bryce Perkins. Right. I and you know what? He had never heard of. He marched him down the field and they were down 10 at the end. And the time was running low and you need an onside kick anyway. So he took the field goal, which yeah. for me and which for me and the Wong teaser was huge. Because yeah. that was my only Wong and it came through, which was Raiders Rams. Yeah. Both getting eight and a half. So that was a huge play for me that the kid marched him down and they took the three, which by the way, you're supposed to do as a coach. I mean, it's simple math. You need, you know, you have to score 10 points either way. Doesn't matter yeah. how, you know, which one you get first. You need the onside kick. But you're not going to get anyway. Let's face it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny about Bryce Perkins is that you know I use I use Roto World for a lot of my uh, Roto Wire for a lot of my player information and like yes. charts and all that stuff. And it's like great sure. information. And they have a fantasy outlook on every single player in the league. And under his name, it says there was no outlook for 2022. For <laughs> <laughs> And he basically, you know, he's 25 years old. He went to, you know, there's some stuff here now. He's 25 years old. He went to Virginia, but he took one snap before yesterday in his NFL career. Yeah, interesting though. And the guy he actually didn't you know, do he, too bad. No, when he came in, he didn't look like he had never played. He he actually <laughs> yeah. was rolling out and running, and yeah, yeah, he was okay. And we had a chance on that final drive to cover, but they decided to kick the field goal. These fucking teams, when they're down by 10. And there's, it drives, you want to hear something that drives me crazy. And this is purely, yeah. purely sports betting mind thinking and sure. talking right now. Sure. When you're down by 10 and there's seven seconds left in the game, you're going to kick a field goal from the 30 yard line. That is yes. stupid. No. I'll Throw tell the you fucking why. ball into the end zone. Try to score. If not, the game's over. And guess what? You're not going to convert an onside kick. With four seconds left. And even oh. if you do, you're not going to run another play. This is the thing. In their mind, what they're thinking is we need to we need two scores. I know. If I get can, it. If we have a good listen, if we have a good kicker and we're in a dome, we're going to kick it. We need to get the onside kick either way. So at least we know we're only down seven. If we get the onside kick, we have a Hail Mary opportunity. I know. That's what they're thinking. I know, but there's a, there's a real there's a realistic and there's this like what you should do by the book and there's like okay there's no time to do any of this. By the way, you know who got an onside kick this year? The New York Jets, Jets against your team. I know. Yeah, they so had a, it can happen. Yeah, they had like they I think they had a zero percent win possibility by next. Correct. <laughs> so these not these even coaches won. know that. I think I have no problem. I have no problem with those coaches playing that way. And I actually think, especially it's, when you have the Saints in a Wong teaser, you don't. That's true, but I had the Rams <laughs> in the Wong teaser plus eight and a half. I have less of a problem with it then, but I have never had a problem with the math, and I understand the math because yeah. if you if you cut it to seven, you can then if you get the onside kick, you have a chance at a very realistic chance at a hail mary, and then if you really get that, you can go for two for the win. I know. No, I know. It's just. It's, it's infuriating because the, the the probability 
of pulling all of that off is so damn low that I know that like, especially on fourth down, like you're on the 30 yard line. Totally. Why not just try to score? Because all you're going to do if you kick that field goal is line everybody up to hit each other one more time in a useless fucking exercise of collision. Good. I wish they went, I wish they went back to the old rules of hitting people. <laughs> oh man. All right. Raiders, Denver. You talked me into this game because yep. David Carr cried after the last game. And this is Eric Carr <laughs> cried after the game. It meant so much to him. And I'll tell you, and I also said, and it's true, Al Davis, God rest his soul. He hated Denver with every bone in his body. And Derek Carr knows that. And they went in there and they won that game. I know. Proud of them. Very proud of them. But let's uh, face it, Denver's a broken team. So is Oakland. I mean, so is the Oakland. So are the Raiders. You got to admit. Yes. Don't you? I mean, at the end of regulation, I mean, they're, what are they, three and seven? Yes. Why is he kicking a field goal to fuck? Try to fucking win the game, McDaniel. Win the game. Why are you kicking a field goal and going to overtime and wasting everybody's time? So proud of them. Have some balls. Go for it. Because I'll tell you something. They need a win in that locker room. Do you understand? I do. People that, are crying after That's games. my point. Go They're for desperate. it. You knew he had Devontae Adams on his team. And you know what? That guy ran. What did he salute the, the crowd on the way out? Or whatever yeah, he, yeah, did. he did. He did. <laughs> he's great, man. He's a real talent, like Devontae oh, he's Adams. He's incredible. He's something else. He is. And Josh Jacobs played well. And listen. They're a better Russell team Wilson. than Oakland. I mean, I'm sorry. They're a better team than Denver. I'm glad they won. They, in my mind, like, if, if I look at those two teams and they both, they're so broken, both of them. Yeah. But, um, and I don't know which story is sadder. But but the the Raiders, to me, are a better team than their record. Whereas Denver. I, I agree. Like, I, I like, it doesn't surprise me. I totally agree with that statement. I think the Raiders have been ravaged by injuries. They lost Waller to IR, who's the one, right. arguably a top five tight end in the league. And they lost Renfro to IR, yeah. who you forget is an amazing route runner. Guys oh. open every time. He to me, know? he's in he's like Cooper he's, Cup. He's incredible. Insane. Yeah. So those are two big losses. Listen, Denver has their share of injuries too. And by the way, every team in the league has their share of injuries. This is the NFL. Guys get hurt every week. So you can't really make excuses, you know. At the end, a lot of it has to do with health. But they're two broken teams. I am very happy that uh Vegas won the game. And 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 Vegas, Vegas to me, I don't know. They grow they grew they grew on me a little bit last year with the way Derek Carr played. I, I was impressed with his season last year. I kind of like him a little bit as a quarterback. Me too. I kind of always have. Um yeah. he's and especially coming from behind, he's so dangerous when they're down. So dangerous. He comes yeah, now he never with Devontae. Quits. I could see them you winning know, some games here and and down the stretch. Are they four, they're four and seven? Yeah. Right, right. And the Chargers lost last night. So really it's Kansas City's division. And I don't think anyone else will make the playoffs in that division. So am I right? There's no wild card opportunity for the Chargers, is there? They're both three and seven. Yeah. I mean yeah. Char- Chargers are five and five. They're fine. They're five and they're five and five. I guess the Chargers are fine. Yeah, they're fine. There, there's a lot they, they have. Problem with the Chargers of- is they lost. What's his name came back last night. Mike Williams with the ha- high ankle sprain and went right out again with the high ankle sprain. I know. So that's I the end saw of the catch. The t- I I put that in the text string. I was like, oh man, he oh, came in terrible. Like poor guy. God. Keenan Allen came in and contributed. He, he did. Got, he made a beautiful catch. He got the, the cover. He got the cover for yeah. us. 
Sure did. Um, let's move on to uh, your game, Bengals Steelers. Oh, so disappointed, Jack. I'm so disappointed in my defense. I got to tell you. Uh, this played out exactly as I described it would in my newsletter This since he was one of my picks. Um, yeah, this is another kind of sad story that it's like, have you ever seen a bigger gap between the way the defensive line plays and the secondary of a team? Your defensive line is like the best in football with Hutchinson and TJ and fucking pouncy. We run, I mean, the, we uh, run the ball. I mean, we 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 rush the passer very well normally, you know. Um, off the run, put pressure on him. But we have this guy Millette covering people. And he gets beaten like a rented mule. I mean, every game, you know. It's like we don't have guys on the back end. When we had Joe Hayden back there, you know, that was a real corner. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, but have even a he was. But he was old. I mean, we traded him to you. He was old. He was old, but you know what? He won that New England game for us. He shut yeah. down. Yep. And so he he was an all pro in his career. Yes. Who we got when he was older. Yeah. This guy, Millette, should not be in the league. Yeah. So and and the thing is, Pickett played decent. Pickett played pretty well. Yeah. It wasn't awful. No. We had a three point lead at the half. Yeah. Burrow's very good. We know Burrow's good. Okay. Yeah. Higgins had Higgins had a career game. Yeah. Um, and we couldn't cover him. We, no yeah. matter what we did, we could not cover that guy Higgins. He's a matchup nightmare. He's strong yeah. and he's six four and he runs. And we're not really good on the back end. And you know what? Devin Bush, God, I mean, you know how many times he comes running into the screen after the guy's crossing the goal line? <laughs> how many fucking times do I have to see that guy not make a tackle? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, guy they, Piran yeah. won the game for them. He had three touchdowns. He did he really? Yeah, he had three touchdowns. Piran. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So it wasn't even Mixon. It was Piran. I know. And Burrow was he was throwing to a lot of people. He was throwing that guy Irwin, Trent Taylor. Hurst was catching balls left and right. Hey, listen, if you're if you're a Bengals fan and you're an LSU fan, you gotta love this guy Burrow with that moxie and that cocky fucking attitude of his. But yeah. man. I wanted to punch him in the face so fucking hard last night after that game. That cocky fucking prick. He goes up to the podium and the first words out of his mouth were, this was one of the funnest wins of my career. Wow. Really? He said he loves beating the Steelers, this fucking prick. Well, like I said, I mean, they they needed that win so badly. They, they, they had to have that. Zero, yeah. Oh, and two in the division. Um, Yeah. So not did that. Did you see I, not? Did you did you see Najee leap into the end zone? Was that oh, impressive? That was, or, was that incredible? That was so athletic. Najee had a good game. Yeah. Uh, Pickens had a good game, even though he dropped the touchdown at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw that down the sideline. Perfect throw from. Oh my god! But he had a good Pickett game. Had some, and, Pickett had some off throws also. Yes, he did. Pickett yeah. had some off throws, and he takes bad sacks. You know, he's young. He, he, yeah. He's he's still processing, but. A lot of times when the pocket breaks down around him, the way he steps up and sees the field and sometimes will run or he'll run along the line of scrimmage and then make a nice throw. Yeah. Like to buy himself time. Like he's ahead of himself in terms of a young player. Yeah. But he's still not immune to making mistakes and bad decisions. And that's what he does. And that, and that's fine. I mean, that's, you know, we're so used to having Ben for 20 years that, you know, and this first couple of years, um, you know, Coward didn't even let barely let him, the guy throw the ball. You know, yeah. he just handed it to Bettis and played defense. But our defense isn't that good. 
So yeah. it's it's a it's a different team. You know, we're not we don't have the linebackers we had then. We don't have the, we don't have the all pros that we had then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a learning curve. The Steelers are three and seven team, and that's probably what we deserve to be. We, we're not very good on defense. We have an inconsistent offensive line, and we have a young quarterback. And yeah. Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl last year. So you oh. know. You're playing the long game. You you, you you handicapped it right. I handicapped it wrong. And you said, you said, Chelly, you have a hard time handicapping this game uh, thoughtfully because of your heart. And you were right. (laughs) And by the way, it cost me 20,000 units in in, uh, recognize the skills. No. 20,000 units. I always tell you, and I'll I'll tell you the same thing I tell you every year. Stop betting my own team. The key to you winning at wantamakeabet.com is to stay off of Pittsburgh. You're so right. Um, Dallas, Minnesota, this went exactly as I thought it would. Boy, were you right about that. My God, um, bravo to you. Yeah, that was a rocking chair win. I mean, that was never wow. in doubt. They lit easiest win of the year. It was. It was. Yeah. That was the easiest. That was a, the only, well, between Washington yesterday. I mean, that was a flat-out blowout. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. They played their absolute best coming off that loss and now they head into uh we'll talk about this in a few minutes but um yeah i mean i don't even know if i I, i'm not like i just think they're a truck dallas is the best team i don't care what philly's record is dallas is the best team in the nfc east i don't know if you agree with that or not but when they play maybe washington we'll see yeah no they don't have the talent to chase young they don't have the talent on both sides of the ball that Dallas has. Like when Dallas puts a game together, like they did yesterday, like they did against the bears more so yesterday because of the defense but outside of CD lamb. You think, well, Gallup did play well. That's the first yeah. time I recognized Gallup the whole season. Yeah. So their um, second and third receivers, I think are average at best. Their tight end Dalton Schultz is good. I think Schultz lamb, is very good. CD lamb is elite. Yeah. I think um, Schultz, although, Schultz, Schultz causes enough. Yeah. Like Schultz can get a hundred yards. Like if you let him. It's hurt a lot, but he's very good. He's a top 10 tight end in the league in fantasy. TD Lamb had his worst game for me in fantasy of the year. He had nine points. Like he wasn't a factor yesterday. Oh, wow. It was Michael Gallup. It was the defense. Yeah. Ezekiel, Ezekiel scored. Pollard scored. So, but I agree with you that Dallas is very, very well coached. Their defense is extraordinarily good normally, especially on a, on a turf field. Like, you know, you put them on that grass in, in green Bay, you know, it's a little different. They're wearing, they don't know what cleats to wear. They're yeah. slipping a little, you know, it's, it, they're really good. The on turf. Yeah. Very, very good on a fast track on defense because they're so fucking quick and they have Parsons and, and on have, offense and, and Lawrence. Yeah. Don't forget about Lawrence on the defensive line. Who's, who's an all pro. I know. And, and if Dak plays well, listen, Dak can make mistakes. Oh yeah. You, you got, you have to understand this. So no, I know. You know in, a, me. in a big game, like, I just don't know. I real, I just, Yo, I would think, you take him think, over Jalen hurts? I, I I'm thinking about it, but I think Philly's going to miss Goddard a lot when it counts. <laughs> yeah. I, agree. I really do. Like, I mean, you when you when you lose your all when you lose your Pro Bowl tight end, you don't just your backup tight end is not as good. He's just not. You don't have a guy on your roster that's going to be that good. So Trust that's going to hurt. Dealing with that with uh, with Ninjoku. Oh, exactly. Ninjoku on the field is a difference maker. When he yeah. doesn't play, 
you got this fucking white kid who's dropping balls. What was his name? Uh, well, Bryant. Yeah. yeah, Harrison Bryant. Not as good. Step down. And Jokers are like a, could make a Pro Bowl. Oh, I know. I mean, people good. people fear him. Dude, have you seen him without a shirt on? Yeah. He is a chiseled Adonis. Specimen. He's 6'8". Specimen. <laughs> That's a great, a great <laughs> word. He <laughs> is a chiseled specimen of a man. Um, and he can yeah. catch. He's got big hands, and he catches the ball. I know. Uh, last game on the card was Chiefs-Chargers. We both... Oh. oh, you had Chiefs. I had Chargers. Yeah, uh, I lost that game. Yeah, I was... Uh, I knew the Chiefs again, would win. It's so, it's so hard to... It, it again, it played out exactly as I thought it. I just thought it was too many points, and sure yeah. enough, you know they scored enough, but to beat the Chiefs takes takes something extra because if you leave him any time, as we saw quick. last they year, scored too fast in the AFC Championship game. Yep. Even twelve seconds is too many, t- too much time. That's ridiculous. What, what twelve did, seconds? What they did to Buffalo with thirteen seconds <laughs> left was insane. Um, like so a, a minute, thir- a minute 30, no problem. You know, and that's I think why that when you, you got to manage game, the end from a coaching standpoint. And I, I really feel like Buffalo, if they did it all again, they would do exactly the same thing they did Yes, with 13 seconds. That should, that should be sufficient. But I think when you, you're, you know, when you're the chargers and that exact, they had an opportunity last night to wind it down and not leave any time on the clock. And instead they scored. With a minute. Well, what I know happened it's, was it's easier said than done, but you have yeah. to think that way. You can't let him have the ball they, last. They threw that swing pass to Eckler and he cut it up field. And he, like, not only did he get the first down, but like he got to like the two yard line. Like, oh, he, I know. You know, he, he almost got too much. Oh, I know. I know. Hey, what do you do there? Take a knee? I mean, it's, it's just so like... Jack, Jack, it's so hard because you could say all you want that, you know, all of a sudden you get a procedure penalty and you're on the 12 yard line. No, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very tough. And, and listen, uh, James played a great game and he got beaten by Kelsey all night. And yet he still had some great plays. Like the Chargers are pretty good. Oh yeah. Very, you know, Khalil Mack is good. And Derwin James, those guys are good players. Their defense showed up exactly. Like I thought they would. They, 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 they had a very good effort. Yeah. And yet Mahomes and Kelsey, at the yeah. end of the day, are freakish. They're they're freakish players. I mean, it's I insane. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't go to school together, right? Like Kelsey went to Iowa, maybe or no? No. Where did Kelsey go? I don't. I thought. Yeah, I think he's a Big Ten guy, right? He's. Uh, I know I he's from he was... Cleveland. I think. <sighs> he wasn't one of those Iowa guys like Kittle, right? No, I think he went to so some. Mahomes and him, in other words, never played together in college. They just, they've, they've just gelled. Like definitely not. Real. Mahomes was Texas Tech, right? Or TCU? Yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, it, it's it's just amazing to watch those two together. It's like they are on another level. Yeah. Um, that was it. I mean, you want to talk quickly about tonight's game? Who who you who are you thinking about tonight? It's a lot of points. Seven and a half. You no, know, historically, Arizona covers this game every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shanahan struggles against Arizona, but you got Colt McCoy and he got D hop questionable with a hamstring, but it looks like D hop's going to go. I would take the points, but I, again, I, you know, you could run into a San Francisco buzzsaw at any time when they figure out how to use these guys. Yeah. 
and they're playing in that elevation. I'm not sure who that helps or hurts. I have no idea. But, you know, if you're playing the trends, you have to take the points here because Arizona historically has played San Francisco very close all the time against the spread. And it's not a small sample size. It's a large one. Yeah. And what is it, nine and a half? Uh, or ten? Latest? Ten, I saw. Really? I'll tell yeah. you what. Let's see where Wanamaker bet is right ten now. It covers. Um, well, yeah, we're ten. We're I ten. Think you gotta take. I think you have to take the ten. I'm sorry. I think so too. They I want you to take happy. it. And Cole McCoy's not terrible. No, I mean, some people will tell you he's better than Kyler. It's just at least yeah. more, at least he's more predictable. Yeah, that's also kind of true. Um, and he and went on like D-hop plays and and Rondell Moore and you got Connor. You know, the only thing is you, everyone's waiting for San Francisco to show that game, you know, where they just dominate kind of the way Dallas did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that could happen tonight, but I don't – that's hard in a division game for that to happen. Yeah. In, in my mind. I think it's too many. Um, Me too. We'll, we'll, too. Bo- we'll, we'll both take Arizona plus the 10. Yeah. And we're getting 10. We're going to make it a half point. So what do we do here? Ten and a half. I think it should be San Francisco. <laughs> it could go to eleven. We'll buy the half. I'm putting it in right now. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right because I I think it has a better chance of going higher than lower with Colt McCoy playing. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, Thanksgiving. I think the games are very good. Yeah. So let's talk about that to end the show. Uh, yeah. We've got a few minutes left. Let's. Uh, so the first game is Buffalo Detroit, right? Yes. Speaking of 10, I it's think they're a big number. They're lay, are they laying nine and a half or 10? I think it's nine or nine and a half. I didn't see 10 on Megabucks. Uh, I thought I saw nine and a half. I'll tell you where we are right now. We're at nine. You're at nine. Yeah. I think that's the number. Nine and 53. And God. I mean, I almost. I'm almost. I like upset Detroit. That, I'm, I'm almost saying upset it now. I'm upset that Detroit played as well as they did against the Giants. I don't know if that's a fake out. And I know people are down on the bills. I like Detroit. I'll say it now and I'll pick them. They're at home on Thanksgiving. Never bet against Detroit on Thanksgiving. I know that always isn't true, but it's like a sentiment that I like to hold dear to my heart. Detroit's won three games in a row here. That's right. And I just was thinking to myself, you know what? They're feeling confident enough after two road wins to yeah. come home. And I wonder if Buffalo, did Buffalo go home or are they staying? I think there? they stayed. Oh, interesting. Although, you know what? Before the game, the day before the game, I heard a news report saying that they're going to fly, that they're going to want to fly home and spend a couple of days with their family before Thanksgiving. I think so home. too. Yeah, I heard so the I think same they're thing. Gonna do, I think they're going to do that because remember, there's all that snow there. They have to make sure their families are shoveled out. I'm sure these guys have services and they people have plowed their families out. I mean, obviously, these guys are rich guys, but you no, still but have your, to check your, in. Your wife is there with your kids, yeah. yes. snowed in. Yeah. You're gonna, I mean, you got to go home and like do some shit. You know how it you is. Do. <laughs> you, you, you do. You do have to go home and do some shit and pretend like you know you shoveled the walk or whatever the hell you did. <laughs> yeah. Salt the walk down or whatever. Some these guys pipe do. froze or something in the back, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Remember the shining? 
<laughs> I see now you're like chiseling ice off of something that like froze that shouldn't freeze, you know? This guy's um, crazy, man. Yeah, I like Detroit. Right. I think I think Buffalo's still, I mean, they 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 got it together against Cleveland, but I actually think Detroit's playing better football than the Browns are right now. And uh they have a lot to build on after the last couple of weeks. I think they could uh they could scare Buffalo in this game. You know what? I'm I'm going to agree with your handicapping of that. And I'm going to take Detroit as well. Plus the nine and a half. Okay. So we're both on Detroit. They're playing too well. They're at home. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Second week, second trip to Detroit in a row for Buffalo. I know Buffalo's very talented and a real team, but man. And I think they get, they get the win. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be betting any money line bets on Detroit. I think you might have to just for shits and giggles for a small amount, 20 bucks. Yeah. It's like, but they, this reputation that they've always had of like, yeah, they, they come close, but they always lose. That's has changing. Not been, has not been true the last couple of weeks. That's changing. Or, man. Or the Let me tell you, the, giant, the giant defense has played well this season. Yeah. And they wrecked them. They yeah. ran down their throats. Yeah. And I just think that that Dan Campbell attitude is, uh, is dangerous. It's starting to, you know, and they're starting again. to believe. Yeah. And let me tell you, if Josh Allen's going to start making bad decisions again late in the fourth quarter with this kid Akuda running around back there, that's trouble for them. Yeah. I saw my Twitter feed. I, I don't know if you remember this, but T. Higgins was on Clemson and Akuda was playing cornerback for Ohio State. Ohio in State. The, in the semifinal game. And wow. he stripped Higgins, took the ball, and scored a touchdown. Oh my God. And the referee called a completed pass and a fumble recovery by Ohio State and touchdown on the field. And they reviewed the play and reversed it. Wait, why? What did they say? They said that he never had possession. So they said it was an incomplete pass. Yes. But so the ball touched the ground. No, they said he never caught it. No, my point is he didn't just rip it out of his arms and never it, the must. T Higgins the caught the ball. Look, T Higgins yeah. caught the ball like this. Yeah, like, juggled a little bit, possessed it, turned right. up field, and started to run. And there was a Cuda and just demolished him, strip sack, and the ball went to the ground. And actually, okay. another player on well, a that's the thing. So the ball hit the ground. In other words, a Cuda didn't just take it out of his hands. No, because then it would. And it would be fine. Right. It wouldn't even matter. Right. right. Stripped, stripped him of it. Another player took it and scored. But it was clear so, to everyone watching that that was a clear catch and fumble. Terrible. Did that I, cost Ohio State the game or they beat Clemson anyway? Pretty much. No, no. We lost to them. That was and the Deshaun Watson year? I, I'm not. I have to look that up. Or, the tri- or, or, or Lawrence. I think Trevor it was Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. And they won the right. national championship after that. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. my God. It's disgusting. Yeah, it was like three. So you thought he made a football move? Without a doubt. Three years ago. I'll send it to you after this. You won't believe Unbelievable. it. You see it, you won't believe that that was the call. Isn't it cool when you look back and you see like, you see these kids in the NFL and they're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And you know the good players. They were good players in college at yeah. these big programs. Yeah. And they're good players in the NFL. And they're usually in the national championship game or in the semifinals because they're all. A lot the of the top players are because they're the top draft picks. Yeah. yeah exactly. They're at the top four schools. So yeah. sick. Unbelievable. Um, next game, similar, same line. Giants are catching nine from Dallas. I'm taking the Giants. I'm sorry. I'm I taking think, Dallas. 
I'm telling you right now, Dallas is incapable of repeating the performance that they did against Minnesota. They're feeling themselves. This is a division game, and they better be careful. They better be careful. The Giants are a wounded animal. These people in New York are burying them on T. You know, they got injuries here. It's a terrible loss to Detroit. How are they going to win? They have no players, blah, 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 blah. Be careful. I like the points here. I'll take the nine and a half right now. And I don't care if I'm wrong about this after Thanksgiving. I'm okay with being wrong about it. But the Giants are not nearly as bad as they are. And I think they probably got caught. I'm not saying looking ahead, but listen, they know when they play Dallas, like it's big for the Giants. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. And it's funny. I was, I'm, I'm, I have the same thought about betting on Dallas that if I'm wrong, I'm fine with it. But yeah. after what I saw yeah, from, they, both, from both of these teams, and by the way, it wouldn't surprise me if the, Gi- if the Giants were totally in this game and bounced yeah. back, yes. but it also wouldn't surprise me if, if Dallas repeats what they did. And I do think that, the Giants are a little fraudy and their record this, you know, this, their record this year and their strength of schedule and all that. They've had the weakest schedule in the league. That's right. And I, I could see that Detroit loss sending them into a tailspin and losing five or six games straight. Okay. And you mentioned that. And, and I'm going to say this to you. So on the opposite end of that would be the scenario where like Washington going to Philadelphia, get catching 10. Yeah. Where you, in, in, in this instance, it's a division NFC game where the opponents know each other. Well, you don't give the giants a chance to win this game. Mm, I don't. It's very unlike you because normally you would like the underdog in this spot. I think you're like really in love with Dallas off of that armchair win. And I'm just telling you to be very careful of that feeling. I don't disagree. I just vision matchup, that hated rivalry that these teams have. Yeah. I just don't, from what I've seen of the Giants and the way you can't they, see it. Other I than Saquon, you can't see it. How are they going to score? Yeah. Is their defense going to be able to stop them? Yeah. You know, Too much. I, all right. Well, listen. Too I'm much horsepower, Dallas. Well, the line's nine. So let's make it nine and a half, which so is we have nine and a half in both. All right, good. Yeah. I'll take the Giants. You got Dallas. Yep. And then the last game is uh, New England at Minnesota. Oh, I like my the God. Vikings laying three. I like them. And I would I would bet this now before it goes to three and a half. We can do three and a half for our contest because I think it'll end up there. But I think they bounce back in a big way uh, off of that loss. And um, I don't know. I just think uh, Mitt. Minnesota has too much offense for even Belichick and uh, well, I'll tell you this. New England's England's offense is terrible. Uh, It really is. Mac Jones is middle of the pack at best. He's actually low. He's, he's ranked lower than, um, than your boys. How is Minnesota? How is Minnesota against the run DVOA? DVOA. They are. Tell you right now. Because Stevenson and Harris are very good runners. Against the rush? Yes. You're asking about New England or? No, Minnesota's defense against the run. They're 13. Okay, so they're top echelon. They're their top half of the league. That's pretty good. Because New England will run the ball with uh, yeah. Stevenson 
and Harris, and they'll look to play action a little bit with Mac Jones to their receivers. But, man, New England's won. Have they won five in a row? New England's ranked 12th, by the way. Yeah, their defense is strong. I feel like New England's won either four or five in a row. I'm not sure what the number is. By the way, New England's number one against the pass. They're amazing against the pass, and they're going to shut down that kid Jefferson. That Belichick will not let Jefferson win this game. Mm. This is a very interesting game. It, it is. I mean, thinking when the more I look at this, God, there's it's a case really to be good for New England. It's a really good game. I, I I think I'm leaning with you off the bounce back, like can Minnesota, but 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 the thing is also Jack Minnesota, and you said it so well the last podcast. Their score differentials yeah. led you to believe that they weren't as good as their record. And I just don't know. Well, yeah, I think it's it, not as good as their record, but it's why they don't get respect from Vegas. And it, yeah, it, was, I mean, it, was, it was why you said, how can a 7-1 and one team be getting points eight, from a 6-3 and three team? 8-1 and one team. And that was my reason why. Yeah, yeah. So, but I but also, I kind of hear something crazy that I just saw. Yeah. You know who the number one team is? Total DVOA on defense. Uh, total DVOA number one team in the on league. defense. Niners. New England. Yeah, I have them in fantasy. They've been sick. They shut Detroit out at home. Wow, they're the number one defensive team in the league. It's very tough, man. And Cousins, I don't trust Cousins. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. This is a hard game to handicap. If the, if we make it three and a half, I'll take New England. If we okay. make it two and a half, I'll take Minnesota. That's how I feel about it. Interesting. Because I, I mean, I think Bill's on a roll here, man. I think Belichick's on a roll here with his team. Like his team is getting better, not worse. You know, like they always do around this time of year. And Minnesota has to be walking around. I mean, they were dancing on the plane half naked the last two weeks, and they just got ass-raped at home. It's that extra little motivation, I think, that's going to come into play this week, like coming off a loss and short week. They stay at home. New England yeah, that helps travel. Them. That helps them. I agree with that too, Jack. I do agree um, with that. I hate betting against Belichick. I hate it with a passion. Yeah, but it's easier to do on the road. I think you're right and and i don't love mac jones i don't love his game um god this is a hard one <laughs> all right what you, you got what are you, what, what are you gonna make the line let's make it three because we just because we have to all right i'll take new england okay and i'll take minnesota yeah just for fun because we want to be on the opposite side just that yeah um all right, so listen, this was great. Let's uh, so we're going to reconvene on uh Yeah, let's Friday. catch back up Friday. Have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, dude, and, you too. And to all our listeners and fans and uh, members of wanamakeabet.com, be safe. Have a great turkey day. And yeah, be uh, safe. Don't do anything stupid the night before Thanksgiving. The drunk <laughs> drivers are everywhere. But a lot of good games on Thanksgiving this year and then uh yeah, let's do another pot on Friday and talk about the weekend and then recap the Thanksgiving games and uh we'll have some fun. I can't wait, dude. I hope you get a moist bird. Good luck. You too, bud. See you. <laughs> See you, pal. <laughs>